0: In the name of Allah, the most beneficent, the most merciful. I testify that there is no true god worthy of worship except Allah and that Muhammad is Allah's true slave and messenger. We continue the explanation of Umdat ahkam and we have reached hadith number 24. An Abbad bin تميم عن عبد الله بن زيد بن عاصم المازني رضي الله عنه قال شكي إلى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الرجل يخيل إليه أنه يجد الشيء في الصلاة فقال لا ينصرف حتى يسمع صوتا أو يجد ريحا A person made a complaint on Abbad bin Tamim and Abdullah bin Zayd. And this is Abdullah bin Zayd himself uh, as in the narration that came in Al-Bukhari. Made a complaint to the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that he entertained doubt as uh, to if something had happened to him breaking his ablution. Uh, So he, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said he should not return uh, from salah, unless he hears a sound or perceives a smell, and yani he should not uh, leave the salah. He should not leave the salah unless uh, unless he hears a sound or perceives a smell. The narrators, Abbad bin Tanim bin Zaid rahimahullah, a trust worthy. from the successors to the companions. This is what is uh, known about him. Abdullah bin Zayd bin Asim, we spoke about his biography in uh, the discussion concerning Hadith number 8. So, we don't have to repeat that. The The subject of the Hadith, the ruling concerning doubt, uh, if doubt whether a person nullified his state of purification, uh, if the person originally was on Tahara, on purity. So this concerns the doubt about these matters. <coughs> and the overall explanation, A person may be in a state of tahara, and then starts feeling something occurring to him, and then he thinks that he uh, may uh, had broken his uh, state of purity, and becomes worried about that. And in this hadith, the Prophet ﷺ the Prophet ﷺ directs the Ummah so that it becomes comfortable and relieves itself from doubt whereby he gave a fatwa to Abdullah bin Zayd when he asked him about this problem and therefore he directed him to build in his decision. Upon the original foundation and that is Tahara, being in a state of Tahara, and to stay in his Salah, not leaving the Salah until he is certain that the state of purification is annulled by way of hearing or by way of uh, smell. A sound, here's a sound, I perceive the smell in terms of passing wind. Right. The benefits of this hadith. The benefits of this hadith. Number one. That the person in a state of purity, if he doubts that he nullified the state, then he must not make wudu unless he is certain that he did so. Unless he is certain that he did so. The second benefit, the second benefit, a person must not leave the salah just By mere doubt that he broke his state of purification. Doubting that he ahdata broke his purity. It's therefore he must not leave the salah just by mere doubt that he broke his state of purification. The third benefit that the passing of wind is a nullifier of wudu, is a nullifier of wudu. Whether the person perceives that by way of hearing, or by way of smell, or otherwise. The fourth benefit, that it is from the etiquette that the person avoids certain words which are considered, uh, some people feel shy about, hearing them. This hadith also proves three fundamental matters of sharia. This hadith proves three fundamental matters of sharia. The first matter. اليقين la لا What's certain cannot be nullified by mere doubt. And this covers all matters of fiqh This covers all matters of fiqh, because the Prophet ﷺ said, "Let him not leave unless he hears something or smells something, because his purification is certain, and delusion and delusion and uh, doubt are not." So this is the first foundation. اليقين لا يزول بالشك what's certain cannot be nullified by mere doubt and we know the evidence is this hadith of course the second اليقين لا يزول إلا بيقين what's certain cannot be nullified except by that which is certain this is the second foundation اليقين لا يزول إلا بيقين what certain cannot be nullified except by that which is certain. The third, al-Aslu baka'u ma kana 'ala ma k'an. Al-Aslu baka'u ma kana 'ala ma k'an. Existence or continuity of things are based upon the origin. Meaning, in other words, things remain upon their origin. Things remain upon their origin. And therefore, whoever makes purification or enters a state of purification and then doubts, the origin is that purification remains, that he is still on purity, because the origin is certainty it is certain that he made the Tahara in the first place. Mere doubt makes it unlawful for him to leave the Salah. Because the Prophet ﷺ said, لا ينصرف He should not leave. Meaning this is an obligatory, obli- obligatory command. Now, if he hears a sound or smells something, then he leaves without making salam. He leaves the Salah without making Salam. Because the Taslim is the mark of ending the Salah and completing it. And here he didn't. If he leaves because of breaking the purity. Here in this case, his Salah is annulled, nullified is void, and therefore he does not make salam. And also based upon these rulings, these foundations, whoever enters in a state of salah, while he is in a state of impurity, and during the salah he remembers that he is not in a state of purity in this case his actual commencement of the salah did not take place to start with however if a person enters the Salah, then he nullifies his state of purity therein. Here, it is said that he entered the actual commencement of Salah to start with, then it was nullified afterwards. And these have certain benefits. This understanding brings certain benefits. There's a difference between the two states. Here, whoever enters in a state of salah while in a state of impurity, and starts with, and during the salah he remembers that he is not in a state of purity, then in this case his actual commencement did not take place. However, if he enters the salah, then nullifies his state of purity wherein during the salah, there is, it said that he entered the actual state of Salah to begin with, and then he nullified afterwards. Take now some of the benefits. If a person is on a journey, and the praise behind a resident imam, And the resident imam completes his salah. Zuhur 4. Asir 4. Now. This one on a journey. Who is following this resident imam. During the salah. He becomes certain. That he entered the salah. In a state of impurity. Here his salah is. Nullified. is originally nullified so if he returns to pray to do or redo the salah then in this case he makes the salah to rak'ah because he did not follow the Imam correctly in the first place, he is not in a state of Tahara in the first place Is this clear? Is this clear? Okay. Here a person enters to pray. He is on a journey. And he is praying behind a resident imam. And the resident imam completes his salah. If it is zuhr he will make it four. If it is asr, he makes it four. If it is isha, he makes it four. And we know the traveler... Praise the Salah to Rak'ah. If he is on a journey, he shortens the Salah. Now, if he enters and is led by this resident Imam, and during the Salah he remembers with certainty that he entered the Salah in a state of impurity, now he leaves, and then when he returns to make the Salah, he can do the Salah now, not as for, but as Two, why? Because in the very first, in the very beginning, he did not, he was not in a state of purity to begin with. So his actual salah did not commence behind a resident imam. You see this now? Take the second situation now. A person on a journey, led by a resident imam, And then he breaks his wudu during the salah. In this case, he repeats the salah for rak'ah Because his salah is from the beginning linked to the salah of the imam. Is this clear now? And is the difference between the two states clear? Between the two examples? In the second example, he actually commenced the Salah and the following of the Imam. The next point of benefit. And this is also very important. Doubt. Doubt. Should not be considered. Nor any attention given to it. In three. Situations in three situations. In shakka la ibrata feehi, wa la yultfatu ilayhi. في ثلاث مسائل الشك doubt is not to be considered, nor attention given to it in three situations. Number one if the person doubts a lot such that whenever he enters a state of worship except that he doubts therefore in this case his doubt is not considered because this is whispering and he is ill This is whispering hadawaswas. The second situation. If the doubt is just a delusion not real or a thought also this is not to be considered. The third situation, if the doubt arises or occurs after the worship is concluded, in this case, no attention should be given to it. The only considered doubt, ashakkul mu'tabar, is the real doubt. Such that if the person concludes the worship, and he truly doubts, and his doubt is real, then in this case it should be considered